Good Monday afternoon to you. I am Chris. I'm the host, the creator of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. And I hope this message finds you doing well. Today is Empowering Mondays. I'm here today. Today we're going to talk about the word, the idea, the concept of resilience. And I hope you will join us for this fantastic discussion. So I just got my notes. So if you see me look to the left or right when you see this video, that's what you, you're watching me do. I'm trying to put it here in front of me. So bear with me. Uh, I think it was last week a friend posted the word resilient on her Facebook page and tagged people. A lot of people wrote uh, about their understanding, their interpretation, their thoughts, reflections on the word. And, you know, I'm a person that's really into understanding what words mean and looking that up, you know, and then thinking about how does it apply to our life. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Resilience means the ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions, the ability to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, uh, or being compressed. Also, it's interesting that psychologists define resilience as the process of uh, adapting well uh in the face of adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, or significant sources of stress, such as family, relational uh, problems, serious health problems, workplace, financial stressors, all play a role in the role of resilience. And the truth for today is that, and always, is that we, me, you, us, all face trauma, adversity. Sorry, I'm trying to say it right. You, me, us. We all face trauma, adversity, and other stresses. Furthermore, a psychology website provided this analogy, and I thought it was great, so I'm sharing it. Imagine that you're going on a trip, and you're taking this trip down the river. Along with slow water and shallow water, your map shows you that you're going to encounter unavoidable rapid turns. How would you make sure you can safely cross the rough rat, uh, waters and handle any unexpected problems that come from the challenge? Perhaps you would enlist the support of more experienced rafters. Or maybe you rely on their guidance, their companionship, their insight. Or maybe you would pack an extra life jacket or a stronger raft with the right tools and support in place. One thing is for sure, you will not only make it through the challenges of your river adventure, you will also emerge a more confident and courageous rafter. I like this analogy because in some cases, me, you, us, we can understand, follow this type of guide for different experiences, different journeys in our life. I can also say that there have been some experiences in life that panned out where you could use this advice and you, you could see foresee uh, before you started out on whatever adventure that you were on and some that have not. Uh, last week, I attended a book plate ceremony at my university. The ceremony was for campus-wide faculty who were promoted to associate or full professor within their respective discipline. I'm in the university library, so as of May 2020, I got promoted to associate uh, professor. But in 2020 and 2021, the gatherings weren't happening because of COVID-19. So this year we're gathered. First, before I start this reflection and, and sharing, I'm not saying or suggesting in any a way, shape, or form that the tenure process 
or achieving the accomplishment of getting promoted on a job is traumatic or stressful. But what I am talking about is the relationship, the, the, the life lessons learned along the way when you're on your journey and how those experiences, those thoughts, that deep reflection relate to our word for today. And what's our word? Resilient. You know, and another reason that this came up for me was because as I was listening to the dean and the chancellor make remarks uh, as they did, you know, about you know, the accomplishments that, you know, people in the room, you know, had experience of getting promoted or making the a rank of associate professor and beyond, I thought, how did I get here? How did I end up in this room? Because when I looked at, you know, just the experiences of my life on the surface level, you know, the life that I lead today is, is one that I never imagined at all. I, I just knew a single thought of I wanted it to be better than what I was experiencing. And so I figured, you know, perhaps that relates to resilience or the idea of resilience. I'm not sure, but that's what I was thinking about. And I thought that would be a great thing to share with you. And especially in thinking of our river raft example, because some people are detail oriented, they're meticulous, they're planners, they know exactly who they are, what they want and how they're gonna get it. They have a plan in place, they don't leave the house, they don't start anything without thinking of that process. The direction to get it, thinking about what's needed, going through that experience of gathering and collecting whatever is needed in order to obtain that. Come close to the recording device. I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for these type of individuals. I'm actually married to a person with this level of character, and that's her process for a lot of things. Yet me, I'm talking, you know, about myself being transparent. That's not the type of person I am at for a lot of, of uh, things and experiences in my life, I can say that I have flown by the seat of my pants. I'm not saying that my experience of, of, of making tenure was a, 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 a experience of uh, flying by the seat of my pants, but I can say there were a lot of experiences in the road to just where I am today in, in different areas of my life that I didn't necessarily have a detailed plan. I just knew I wanted better. And there were a lot of lessons, a lot of get up, dust yourself off, get up, wash your face, a lot of tears, a lot of that didn't work out. Let's try this. That happened to me. And I just figured that, you know, it's possible that there could be others that hear this podcast, that that's your life too. Yeah, that's, that's your experience too. Because in reality, my best, you know, educationally, my best years at high school, while I'm thinking about my life and the road to where I'm at right now, my best years in high school were ninth and 12th grade. I graduated with a 2.3 grade point average. And yes, I went to college. I majored in business information systems. I selected it at random because I was not good at science or math. And I had a family filled with teachers. And at that particular time in my life, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to do what they did. I graduated college in 1999 with 
99 people in my graduate class. I worked in technical support and call centers, temporary jobs, fast food, retail, teaching adult education, substitute teaching assignments. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is I worked a lot of jobs before I figured out that librarian information science was a career that I could do or that I even liked. It took me a long time to figure that out. I never made a successful and acceptable graduate uh, uh, school exam, uh, the graduate management admissions test, because initially I was, since my undergraduate degrees in business, I just thought for sure you get an MBA. That didn't work out for me. Uh, then when it came time to figuring out that, yeah, I needed to, to do, uh, I, I definitely wanted to do graduate school. They said you take the graduate record exam. It took me at least three times to make an acceptable score. And by acceptable score, I mean in a thousand on that particular uh, Test. There were also a lot of programs that I entered and exited or didn't complete on the road before I found librarian information science. So I bring this up because I thought about all of those experiences when I was listening to the dean and the, the chance to talk about our achievement and our success. Sometimes, you know, uh, I had the support of my parents. Sometimes I did not. I also thought about the fact that, you know, no one really sees where you are. They don't see the journey. They see where you end up or they see the achievement or they see, you know, someone congratulating you for something or saying, you know, yeah, you made this. Or, yeah, you made that. But there's so many parts of our journey, be it in our careers, be it in our personal life, be it in our professional life, be it in our relationships that people don't even, they never have anything but a small slit of a view or they see the highlights. They don't know the whole story. And I was thinking about these experiences as I'm standing in this room looking at, you know, a lot of people around, you know, around me that are there with their prospective family members and loved ones. And I don't know their story either. I just know they made it through. They made it to this achievement. And while they're, you know, made it to this achievement, it's also true that many of us are on to the next thing that we're trying to accomplish. You know, and in my life, I think about, you know, I had relationships fail. I had relationships succeed. The mama Ernestine's and at least three friends, they're deceased. Some friends I lost contact with completely because we don't move in the same circles, of, you know, reasons, seasons, and lifetimes. We outgrew each other. And their journey in my life, in mine and, and theirs, is over. Some people never believed in me at all, and that's okay, too. That happens. Financially, I've had money, made money, lost money, made dumb decisions, made money again. It's been a cyclic experience to me. And I think about all of these things. They're not silos in my mind, heart, and spirit. And I don't believe they're in the silos for others as well. I believe that all of them... Uh, connect or a continuum to the concept of resilience. I also think that when I think about the, the ceremony, when I think about achievement and accomplishment, I think of words like amazing and great and gratitude and wonderful and great. What's my point? Resilience means a lot of things. It always depends on the context and depends on who you ask. I'm just sharing my life. While living it, I can tell you 100%, I had no idea that I was overcoming anything because in most cases, I was, am, is, was trying to get 
through life. We all face experiences in our life. Sometimes we can map out the way of what we will do when turbulence happens. We will have a, a support system in place. Sometimes we don't have that. And sometimes we have to create that as we're going along. Wherever you find yourself today, I'm here in this Empowering Monday to encourage you to keep walking it out. Keep moving. Life sometimes, it happens, not sometimes, but it does happen. But I'm saying the sometimes part is that it's crazy. It can be chaotic. It can be messy. It can be traumatic, stressful, and adverse. Yet it can also be joyful. It can also be peaceful. It can also be loving, impactful, fun, and meaningful. It is both in many cases, sometimes at the same time. Connection, wellness, healthy thinking, and meaning can empower you no matter what the circumstances, experiences, adversity, and trauma. At least that's what they tell us when you look at you know psychological tools. And if you wonder why does Chris use those, it's because psychological tools, therapy, journaling, personal growth group, prayer, uh, spirituality, Jesus, have family, friends, strangers have all been people in my life that have helped me. It have empowered me moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond in the journey of life. What's my ultimate point? Let's let's uh, turn to a scripture. I'm gonna go get it because I don't have my phone today. So hang on one second. Gotta get get our scripture for today. Just a minute. Yep, there you go. All right, we back. Probably should have shared that screen a different way, but it's okay. It's all good. Here we go. Here we go. This is our, our um, scripture. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I want you to remember that I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The reason I shared that scripture, and I could have shared it this way, I'm learning technology, I promise you I am. Um, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The reason uh, that I like that is there's another version of that. I don't remember which one it says, for I consider from the standpoint of faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And I often wonder and think about that scripture in greater detail of what it is that we mean when we say consider our present sufferings. And when I say present sufferings, I think, you know, the trials of life experiences and their variety are all a part of the conversation as we think of our journey, as we're going from place to place, going to not necessarily place to place, to pursue our goals, to pursue our dreams, the plan and the purpose for our life. You know, for many of us, yes, it's true. We can say on a surface level that we understand, we're aware, we know that suffering is a part of it. Um, yet, what's the goal? What is it that the suffering, what is it that pain produces within us? I know in a perfect world and in, in reality, many of us would, would not... Uh, 
should would, would not like to deal with pain at all, but it happens. You know, pain, when I look at the journey, as I'm saying, or just the idea of resilience and what we're saying when we talk about the definition of resilience, which means the ability to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. Well, that's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. And what, what does those experiences produce in you? In some cases, I think those uh, experiences produce some level of achievement, some level of, of accomplishment, or sometimes it's not even about the accomplishment. It's about the lessons that you learn about who you are and more specifically who Ava is and wants to be for each and every one of us because walking with God is handling extremes, learning to live joyfully in the tensions of life. And I know sometimes for many of us, the tension part is a part of life that we want to avoid or do without, but there is lessons in the tension. And as my good uh, friend, mentor, and dad, Apostle Triplett says, there's oil in the tension as well. And I have to look that up real quick because not oil, I know what it is, but there was a, a definition that comes to mind. So we, we're learning together. We are learning together. So keep our scripture in mind. And there was three interpretations of oil. Uh, represents. Yes, see. See the interesting thing about oil. Yeah. Oil has different interpretations. I'm not going to go, go there today. I need, we need more time. I'll come back to that another time. <laughs> but my point, is, like I say it again, walking with God is handling extremes, learning to live joyfully in the tensions of life. Of life. And as I said, our good uh, mentor, Dad, Triple says there's oil in tensions. And I know sometimes many of us try to avoid uh, tension, but there's a lesson to be learned in tensions. There's an experience, there's a purpose, there's a plan, there's something that tension teaches each and every one of us. And we have to develop a resilience that comes with walking with God on tough days. Because oftentimes during our, our journey, during our experiences, as we're going to what our plan and purpose for our life is or the accomplishments, the goals, the dreams that we have and are seeking to pursue in our life or just day to day, moment to moment, millisecond to millisecond, we do have the experience or we are walking with Abba. And what we're learning along the way is how to walk with God. On those tough days, on the day, on the days when you don't understand what's happening, when you don't know where to turn, just as you learn, you know, who God is or what, what, what walking with God is like on the days you're, you're standing in a room filled with the dean and the chancellor and they're saying congratulations and it's an honor and a privilege and, and what amazing accomplishment. It is the experience, the continuum, the connectivity, the pendulum of both of both the experiences of, yeah, you're just at the joyous part, the achievement part. But there was also the days before you got to that day, the day when you never even saw that day, that you're learning what it's like to walk with God. And when we say learning what it was like to walk with God, we mean the relational experience because the experience of walking with God is relationally. That's how we learn. We learn relationally in our relationship as we grow in knowing the nature of who Abba is, we learn relationally as we learn to commune, connect, to 
to grow with others. Those are others who think and believe like we do and others who do not. Others who are in the body of Christ, others who are not, others that are on our job, others that are not. It's a relational experience that we're learning and walking out the plan and the purpose for our life and learning who God is on tough days. Because victory is about knowing God in all the areas of our life, in the days of achievement and accomplishment, and in the days when we have yet to even define, understand, and know what accomplishment even is in this moment. Just thought I'd drop that in your spirit. And share that with you today. I hope that what I have said uh, makes uh, sense. And um, encourages your heart, your mind, and your spirit. I thank you so much for listening. Let's close with a gracious God. With a prayer. Because I'm going to it. Apparently I'm going to the prayer even before saying it. Gracious God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your goodness, for your infinite power, for your grace, for your kindness and your compassion, for your love that is stronger than the power of the grave, love that is higher than the mountains that I face, than the fears that are before me. Your love that calls out in the pit, that calls out in the deep, that calls out in the shallow, your love that is infinite, that is always with me. Thank you, uh, great God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, great God, for your mercy. Thank you for being our good, good Father. Thank you for having a plan and a purpose for our life. Thank you for always being with us, for love that is enduring like the winter rain, like a covenant of all mercy that is new each and every morning. We thank you that we can grab a hold of it and just drink from the fullness that is you that we can commune with you, that you have a plan and a purpose for our life, and that we can have a relational experience where we can get to know who you want to be in each and every situation, season of our life, that you're growing us relationally to learn more about you. Help us, help us, help us as we continue to grow. Teach us what that means for our life and how we manifest that in every space that you have us be in. Jesus, we thank you and give you all the glory, all the praise, all the honor, and all the adoration. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all I got for you today. I hope that what I've said touches your heart and your spirit. You think about what does resilience look like in your life. I hope you're right in, encouraging your spirit podcast at gmail.com. You have a great and fantastic Monday. Peace. Talk to you next time.